Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope y'all are having an amazing day as you tune into this episode. Welcome back. Wait, how do I? <laughs> Wait, y'all, I've been away for too long. I don't even know how I do my intro. Like, what, what do I usually say? I say like, hi, my loves. And then I say, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Deandra Nicolette. I'm the host of Manifest Daily. Of course, if you're an OG listener, you already know the vibes. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's popping? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave and happy November. Oh my gosh, I loved it. It's a Tuesday for November 1st because hello, brand new episode of Manifest Daily, brand new month. It's giving pumpkins, it's giving PSLs, it's giving um, Halloween's over. So it's not giving Halloween, it's not giving ghouls and ghosts. It's giving Christmas tree. Christmas tree's up, Thanksgiving menu getting planned. Yes, ma'am. And we love to see it. I'm so excited to be back. It feels so weird sitting down here and recording because it's been, it's been like two or three weeks since I've recorded an episode. So sitting here in the office just feels a little bit like odd. You know what I mean? It's like when you're getting back into your routine and you're trying to like, you're like, okay, how do I do this? What's my flow? Let me get back into it. It's like riding a bike, you get back on it and you get, like you you do become acclimated easily to what you're doing because you remember it's like muscle memory. But at the same time, there's also that initial period where you're like, how do I move my foot? And how do I move the pedals and all the things? My loves, let me just uh, preface this entire episode before we dive into everything with saying I'm a little stuffy, okay? So if you hear me sounding odd or struggling to breathe the usual, you know, y- y'all know me, my lungs, girl. Ever since COVID hit me, my lungs been on just life support, okay? So you know me, my little lungs, but... At the same time, I think like the temperature shifts going from the, when I first got to Canada, it was like warm. And then it's like a few days later, it was like cold. And then coming from the cold back to Texas, where of course the fall is like a summer day, honestly. Um, I think the temperature shifts just have me super congested. So like I just took a little bit of DayQuil. I'm not a huge fan of taking, you know, DayQuil, NyQuil, that kind of stuff. I just typically like to let my body figure it out. However... We have stuff to do today, okay? We have stuff to do this week, and baby, I'm not going to be out for no stuffed nose, okay? No runny nose. So here we are. So if I sound a little stuffy, that's the reason why, and yeah. So to recap, my time in Canada was amazing. Of course, we knew it was going to be. I was hanging out with my friend Tolu. Y'all know her. She has a podcast as well, Connected Coffee Chats Podcast, and we had the most amazing time. I will say, the two weeks flew by, like... I know we always talk about time flying on this podcast and obviously time is a concept, a man-made concept. So, you know, us perceiving faster, slow time moving. Like I always like to say whenever I feel like time is moving really fast, it's like, 
because we're quantum leaping. We're going through so many changes. We're going through so many shifts in our reality at such a, a quick pace that it feels as if time is moving quickly, right? And that two weeks flew by. I swear to you, it felt like I landed I got off the plane, we turned up Saturday night, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, last dinner, like last supper, let's go out, let's celebrate, you know, the time that we had. And it was amazing. It was just good to, you know, see my friend, meet her friends, and just have some time away. You know, especially, you know, being here in Dallas by myself sometimes, I can get into those moments where it's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going, I'm going, going, and I, you know, I have my friends here and everything like that. But sometimes I just miss some of those core friendships and those core people, and Tolu is one of those people for me. So being able to go away, get out of the, the city for a little bit, you know, see her, and then also have time to miss my space. And that's such a beautiful thing, too. Whenever I go away, on uh you know a little mini vacation go away when I go home for the holidays things like that and I come back I always feel so rejuvenated and I feel so excited to get back to my routine it's like it's like it gives new year new me energy like y'all let me tell you something right quick I've been in the gym well y'all know I always be in the gym but girl I've been hitting different lately like I have just had an additional boost of confidence in the gym where, uh, okay, I'll give y'all one example. So like, I, you, you know, I'd be at the gym. So it's like, I feel comfortable, whatever, but I'm still getting used to this gym that I go to. It's only been a few months since I've been there and I'm still just getting used to things and kind of figuring out my routine there as well. But one of the things I hadn't done uh, since joining was use the squat rack. I always get so intimidated. I don't know why. I know when I used to go to LA Fitness, it's because like over in that area, it was always like the men, you know, dropping the weights, grunting, girl, very much like <laughs> energy. And I was like... I ain't trying to be over there. No, no, no. So I would just avoid the squat rack at LA Fitness. So for a long time, I stopped squatting. And I used to be able to squat like well, not well over my body weight. Okay, let me not let me not exaggerate. But I used to be able to put like 245 plates on, girl, and squat that. And one thing about me, my knees aren't good. So for me to be squatting 245 plates with a bar, oh baby, it's giving strengthened knees, okay? So I, for a minute, I, I stopped doing squats. And I stopped using the squat rack because I was just so intimidated going over there at the gym. And so at the new gym, the one I'm at now, I like really wanted to push myself outside of my comfort zone to the other, not the other day, it was like a few weeks ago. I did a workout with a trainer there. He just like walked me through a couple of different workouts and showed me, you know, we walked through like my posture and stuff like that. Cause obviously when you're doing anything weightlifting, it's really, really important to have your form very good. Because if you don't with like any other, you know, exercise thing, you can injure yourself, especially again, lifting heavy weights. So he checked on my form. We went through uh, squatting. We kind of like found my new working weight, which is just 225s. And then we did like deadlifts. We did, um, he showed me how to set up the hip thrust with the, the, what is it called? Like reverse incline bench. Cause I, I the hip thrust machine, it's like, it's cool because you get an easy setup and it has that little seatbelt thing. If you if you have it at your gym, you know. But I always find that the little seatbelt thing just hits really a really awkward position on my stomach. And it's so uncomfortable to use that machine. So, so yeah, so today I, and ever since I came back, I've just been like doing that. Like I've been using the squat rack. I've been getting more comfortable setting up my hip thrust. Hip thrust at the gym can be such an awkward exercise, to be quite honest with you. And so I will try to, or I will avoid them just to avoid that awkwardness. But there's such a good exercise to have in your routine. 
So since I've been back, I've been doing a lot of that, just getting in really good leg days and just feeling, again, that additional boost of confidence. Another thing that has happened recently, and I had this conversation with Tola while I was gone, but I have just had this like additional moment of realization when it comes to just no fucks, okay? Y'all, when I tell you life is temporary, everything is temporary, like you have to live for yourself in this life and you have to do what makes you happy, what fulfills you, what is calling to you. You know what I mean? Like you you might have your parents in, in one ear, your friends in the other ear, society in another ear, work in another ear. But at the end of the day, like you're only living this life for you, right? You're only living it for you. Yeah, like you can support other people. You can love on other people. You can, you know, do things with other people. You can, you can treat other people to your energy, to your time, to your love, whatever. But at the end of the day, you have yourself. Like you literally have to, create a life that feels fulfilled for yourself. And I came to this like realization because I was thinking and talking about um, just a bunch of different things, but specifically, I remember this one conversation I had with Tolu and it was around dating. (laughs) What else is new? (laughs) What else is new? No, and I say that because I had been off the apps and I will be completely transparent with you. I downloaded Bumble while I was there, like the last couple of days. And I was like, swipe, I did, I paid for it so I could swipe in Dallas and see, like, I was like, is there anyone new? Like, whatever, whatever. Same old folk. Y'all know how them apps be, girl. It's the same old people on there, like, ugh. Anyways, but you know what? Let me, let me actually backtrack and give y'all full tea on how we got here. So one of the days that we're, you know, at the uh, library, because we went to the library to work um, a couple of days, I met this guy at the library and it was completely, you know, obviously unplanned, right? Uh, he worked there and I needed help with something and he helped me out. We ended up talking, whatever. We ended up going on a date while I was there. And obviously, well, not obviously, maybe it's not that obvious, but it didn't pan out to anything, right? I was like, I'm going back to Dallas. Like, he, you know, he traveled a bit for work and he uh, played a sport. So he traveled with his team and stuff like that. But I was like, listen, I, it, it's, it's not giving uh, long distance here. It's giving, we went on a date. It's cool. Like I got to know someone I was just allowing myself to go with the flow and when it comes to dating I found in the past that for me I've held the shame around going with the flow and I I say this because y'all know I'm very intentional especially when it comes to my dating life I'm like I would love to be in a relationship I would love to meet someone that I feel so aligned with that we enter into a relationship and hopefully it's a long-term relationship that is my goal that is my intention however I think in the meantime, right, I've always felt this shame whenever I've wanted to kind of just like go on a date for fun or just like talk to someone for fun with no expectations because I'm like, what if me going on this date for fun or talking to this person for fun and really just like letting it be what it is, what if that is blocking me from meeting my person? And There's so much discourse out there when it comes to dating and when it comes to manifestation in general, where a lot of people will say that if you are not like cutting everything off that isn't what you want, then you won't manifest what you want. And I found myself caught up in this cycle of that. In many ways, what I see now is kind of detrimental thinking for me, at least in my reality and like my experience. But I found myself in this place where I kept feeling like, okay, 
I can't allow dating to be this like fun and whimsical and flirty experience because I need to be intentional. I need to be vetting every guy and be like, is this my person? Is, could this, if, if he's not showing up correct, if he's not doing X, Y, and Z, then baby, cut it off. You feel me? And it's really, you know, I had to come to this realization. I think part of that coming to this realization was me allowing myself to go on that date in Canada because when I um, was talking to this guy and he asked me out, at first I had like the the ego, the thoughts of being like, okay, why would I go out on a date with this guy? He lives in a whole different country. I'm not coming back here like until like next year maybe. When will he ever be in Dallas? Like, what's the point of me even entertaining this if it's not going to be something? But then I had this other part of me that was like, I want to go because I just want to go. He's cute. Good conversation. He's like, we're vibing. Like, I just want to go and have fun. You feel me? So I had these two conflicting parts of myself. And I literally, I literally had to sit with that and really dig deep, do a lot of that shadow work, right? Dig deep and try to figure out what was the true reason that I felt as if I couldn't go? Like I said, it came down to this moment of understanding and realizing for myself that there was so much shame around feeling like if I was flirty and fun and whatever, um, and this is not even, we're not even talking about like sex right now. We're talking about like literally just going on dates, having fun, like chatting with someone, just being spontaneous. And a lot of times like that is my true nature. If y'all know anything about astrology, my Venus is in Gemini and Venus and Gemini sometimes get a reputation for being hoes, but let me tell you something. I ain't no hoe. Okay. <laughs> no, but girl, listen, 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 let me talk to you real quick. Okay. No, but Venus and Gemini is very flirty. We're very fun. We're kind of like. You know, when you read anything about Venus and Gemini, you read a lot about how Venus and Gemini people, it, it may be harder for them to settle down. Like we're very into intellectual conversation. We're very into being stimulated by words and thoughts and, and things beyond just the physical. And it's like for us to really settle down with someone, for us to feel like, okay, like that's my man's, I'm gonna stick beside him. Like you better show up with something more than just your looks. Like yeah, be cute, but like have something up in that head. Okay, <laughs> like please, for the love of God, have something up there. But at the same time, we're fun. We're flirty. We want to, we might want to date like multiple people and talk to multiple people and see what the vibe is giving. And you know what I mean? Like that, I've always felt like that's kind of how I want to be. But at the same time, I've always had that restriction with myself of being like, well, no, DeAndre, you shouldn't do that. Because if you really want <laughs> to meet your man, why would you be out here flirting with all these men? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, and I also think that there is that societal stigma as well, especially when it comes to women, that men can be flirty. Men can be out here talking to, you know, multiple different people. Again, we're not talking sex here, but we're just talking about like talking to multiple different people. Men can do that. But when it comes to a woman doing that, now she's a hoe. Now she's, now she's doing too much. Now you're looking at her sideways like, girl, girl, why are you doing all that? You feel me? So, there was a lot of that personal stigma, that societal stigma, those feelings that kept coming up. And when I really sat with that again, processed it, I was like, I, what if I just started to do what I felt called to? And <laughs> I, oh, okay. I feel like I, I follow my intuition a lot, but I think that obviously when it comes to healing and growing and learning, you're always going to discover additional parts of yourself where you could grow a little bit more. When it comes to dating, I have found that I have followed my intuition. I have, 
you know, cut things off, set my standards high, all these things that I've worked on over the course of the years. But this next step to me felt like a step of really allowing myself to explore without the judgment, without the ego. If I want to go on a date, I'll go on a date. If I want to text someone, I'll text someone. I don't like even the whole thing of like just talking about dating and being like, the man needs to do this. And the, like, sometimes I'm just tired of the rules, y'all. I'm just t- like, I just get so tired of it all sometimes. And I'm just like, I just want to do what I want to do. And I think that in this specific chapter of my life, like I almost feel like my person could be right around the corner. They could be two years away. They could be five years away. I don't really know. But in the meantime, do I want to sit here and be like, so like be a, like a complete nun, like cutting myself off from everything and everyone and not having fun when it comes to dating because I'm like, oh my God, I have to wait for my person to have to. No, I'm not trying to do all that because what that gives is boring. And to be quite honest with you, I don't like I'm not here for it. Okay. So then like the other day when I came back, what was it? I think it was like yesterday. It was two days ago. Like I literally was on Bumble, was chatting with this one guy and he was like, oh, he, we were talking about, you know, what we're up to that night or whatever. And he was like, you want to, you want to go out for drinks? You want to go out like real quick? And usually past me will be like, no, you know, it's last minute. I don't want to go out with this guy because I don't want him to think that I'm just going to accept last minute invitations and whatever. But I literally was like, yo, I'm not doing anything tonight. I was going to get in bed. Okay, I to be quite honest with you, I was going to have an edible and get in bed and watch a movie. And I was like, honestly, I'm going to go out with this guy. Like, it's not that deep. Like, literally, I was like, okay, let's meet in like two, three hours. I got dressed. We went out to a bar. He wasn't like, I wasn't vibing with him like that. He, on the other hand, wanted to do a second date, but I wasn't feeling it. But I was happy that I went out. Like, we had a good time. It was the, the place didn't play that much good music, but it was fun to get out and just like, chat with someone and to flirt and to just literally have a fun evening. I don't want to limit myself so much because that because of this specific expectation that if I am entertaining experiences like that, it's not going to allow me to meet my person because I truly believe that if something is meant for you, you will get to experience that when it's time for you to experience that. And for me to really believe that to my core, I have to allow myself to not judge myself for experiences like this, right? For wanting to have fun, for wanting to do something that's carefree and spontaneous without any specific expectations that this is my possible man. I've talked to him for five days and I fed him. And no, 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 no. It's like, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. You feel me? If I want to whatever okay girl whatever so that was for me like a really 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 freeing moment and it was really big for me because like I said I've just been so I've almost been just like really trying to reel myself in and be quite like quite strict about dating um because I was like in order to attract this high standard person that I'm looking for I have to be this way and I'm like well, who said that, right? Who said that? And sometimes like, you know, I'll see other people make these assumptions about their life and they're like, oh, I have to do it this way for it. And I'll I'll question them. I'll be like, well, who said that? Did you make that up? Did society make that up? Who told you that that was the only way to get to your goal? Who told you that that was the only way to manifest what you want? And literally I had to have that same 
like real tough love conversation with myself. Like, but who told you all that? Like you're listening to, you know, your friends and the people on the internet and the society that tells you it has to be this way. But it's like, you know that there are other ways that people meet people. You know that it's not always the typical way. One person's way of getting to the goal is not going to be every other person's way of getting there. You feel me? So like, stop limiting yourself thinking that you need to do it a certain way in order to get there because all that's going to do especially if the way that you're going about it right now is not you know a way that feels aligned to you all that's going to do is frustrate you all that's going to do is create that desperate energy create that energy that we don't want when we're trying to attract what we're manifesting what you need to do in order to call it in faster just be just like literally let go of that judgment let go of that fear let go of that ego Trust that what is meant to be yours will be yours, no matter how you go about approaching it. And I, you know, obviously take this with a grain of salt because I'm not talking about, you know, doing nothing illegal, whatever, whatever. But I'm saying like, don't place so much restriction on yourself feeling like, oh my God, if I don't do it this way, I ain't going, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it really don't have to be like that at all, y'all. So at this point, <laughs> I'm low-key, like, that could have been a, its own episode right there, but we still have the November energy report to do. And if you listen to that long intro and you're like, girl, let's get to the astrology. First of all, you must be new here because one thing about me, I like to talk, okay? And sometimes the intros be kind of long. So, uh, yeah, I need, like, more water. I feel like I'm dying, like, struggling to breathe right now. But we love congestion. I really wish this day cool would kick in, like, yo, like, what... It says congestion, but I'm still congested. <laughs> How long does it take Dayquil to kick in? Anyways, guys, let's get into this November energy report. We have a couple of major things. Well, actually, there's like one major, major thing happening in November. The rest of it's kind of like, you know, it was cool things, cool vibes, whatever. But let's get into this major thing. So the first thing happening that you need to take note of is on November 8th, we have a full moon and lunar eclipse in Taurus. So if you are, again, no stranger to astrology or just, you know, you if you have heard about eclipses on the internet, like I'm sure you've heard that eclipses bring in major changes, okay? And this full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus is no different. So for my fellow Tauruses, an additional fixed sign. So if you have Scorpio placements, Aquarius, Leo, this is really going to be a pivotal eclipse for you, for everyone, for the collective, it will be. But for those, for fixed signs specifically, it kind of holds a little extra weight. I'm a little nervous, what do you lie to y'all? Because I am a Taurus and I have a ton of Scorpio placements and I also have Aquarius rising. So it's giving very much like, okay, all the fixed signs in my chart. <laughs> so I'm a little, um, a little nervous about this one, but... This eclipse is a time for personal realization. So, so these realizations, they may not be fun and they may not be comfortable. They're actually probably going to be things that you would prefer not to come to the surface. However, they are going to be things that you need to know in order to move forward. So the sudden realizations that happen around this time could be related to your home, uh, stability, security, and it could be a time where you're forced to face the truth. So maybe something is happening to shake up your home life. Maybe something is happening where you're realizing like, I may not be as secure as I want to be. And like how, you know, what do I need to change? What do I need to do to shift that into a place where I am more comfortable? So you're having a lot of moments or you may have a lot of moments around this time where you're like, something has to change. Something has to give. And this is the moment where I'm like waking up and realizing that I need to do something about my life or about the situation in this specific moment in order to move forward 
and create a life that I really do love. This is giving very much the energy of like something coming up where you may not want to acknowledge the truth that you're being presented with, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like you can't ignore it any longer. You cannot brush this under the rug and everything will change after this realization. This energy is pretty heavy. I won't even lie. I've watched a couple different astrology videos. I also have just been like reading a bunch about it. And it seems like it's a lot of really heavy energy. However, I don't want to fear monger and make it be like, oh my God, you got to be scary. Because I don't think anything that happens when it comes to, you know, astrology, energy, anything like that is something to fear. A lot of times when we have like sudden realizations or sudden shifts, they are karmic and faded shifts. They're things that are meant to happen. So a lot of times when the tower card comes up for people in readings, it scares people because it gives very much this energy of like, everything is going to change all of a sudden and crumble to the ground and you're going to have to rebuild and you know, yada, yada, yada. But if you're also familiar with Tarot, you know the star comes after the tower card. So it really is a time of like new beginnings, you know, wishful thinking, building things back up, all that good stuff. So this for me gives that same energy because it's like, when it comes to the tower, it's faded, right? It's like if you're going down a specific path, if you're avoiding dealing with something, if you're avoiding a certain realization, or maybe it's not even that you're avoiding it, maybe it's just that there's something there hiding, right? Hiding in plain sight, and maybe you just haven't seen it. And it's like, what's that saying? Like the the cloak is pulled, the wool. Oh my God, I said this in like the, the um, one of the episodes that's gonna be coming up that I recorded with a guest, but it's like the wool being pulled from over your eyes or whatever that saying so it's like maybe now you're seeing things a lot more clearly and you're like oh wow you know and especially you know this specific eclipse there's a lot that can happen with relationships as well so if you're in a relationship whether it's you know friendship uh romantic relationship a family relationship and maybe the person in front of you you thought they were a certain type of person but all of a sudden something happens right and it clicks for you and you're like wait a second now you're looking at them like wait though like you was always this person but I couldn't see it for some reason I had the rose-colored glasses on I was putting so much faith and trust into who I wanted you to be that I couldn't even see you for who you really are. And now, now I can see you for who you really are. And because of that, I have to choose what to do. My world has been turned upside down, but I can choose to, you know, sit here and wallow in it and be sad about it. And like, oh, you know what I mean? Or I can choose to be like, okay, it is what it is. How can I move forward? Maybe I, it means having to cut this relationship off. Maybe it means that our relationship changes, like whatever the case is for you. So it's really about facing these things head on and dealing with them in order to move forward. We can't avoid this, right? It's, it's not like it's a roadblock. It's there. You're going to have to deal with it, but it's about how do you actually choose to move forward once you have the information that you're being presented with. This is also a really good time to chill, relax, take things slow and process, especially if you're going through a lot of changes, especially if a lot of different things are coming up for you around this time. Do not force, do not push, do not try to make things happen. Okay, this is a time where you are wanting to ground, where you're wanting to intake the information, intake the changes, intake what's happening, process it, ground, and sit with that information. Figure out what does that mean for you to move forward. You might feel like, okay, all this stuff is happening, it's chaotic, and I know sometimes when chaotic stuff happens, you almost want to like take action quickly. You almost want to be impulsive. You're like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta do something. Oh my god, everything's falling apart. But this is not the time to approach it with that like 
additional chaotic energy of like, oh my God, I got to do something. This is the time for you to sit. Okay, here's the information I have. Let's process. What does this mean? What does this mean for my life moving forward? What does this mean for this relationship moving forward? What does this mean for the actions that I have to take moving forward? And then build up a game plan ground and then move forward with that game plan once the dust has settled a little bit. Don't try to take you know, forceful action, chaotic action in the midst of everything happening right now. We also know full moons represent a time of release. So this might also mean for you a huge energetic release happening in your life. Um, also collectively, right? We know election day in the US is November 8th, literally on the day of this eclipse. So uh, not sure what that means for the collective. However, just heavy energy. Again, take time to just like rest, recoup, Retreat if you need to, ground, whatever that means for you. Like I said, the things happening right now and happening during this time of this eclipse are faded. They're karmic events. So even though it may feel chaotic in the moment as, you know, things are happening again, let the dust settle and trust the outcome. So on November 16th, Venus enters a Sagittarius. So Venus is the sign of like love, partnerships, beauty, aesthetics, that kind of vibe. So Venus going into Sagittarius on November 16th can bring a lot of unpredictable and spontaneous energy to your love life and to your romantic relationships. So this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, like the vibes that I was getting or that I am getting for my specific love life of just really allowing myself to be spontaneous, allowing myself to kind of like go with the flow more go with my flow right so not other people's flow but going with my flow what I feel aligned to do what I feel called to do even if it is spontaneous even if it is kind of like out of the blue random like if it feels good to me I want to do it and that's giving Venus and Sagittarius vibe so it's like YOLO you might find yourself going on a random trip with yourself with your partner even sending a little DM, you might be like, listen, this cutie real cute. Let me pop in the DMs real quick and say some shooting your shot, just things like that. Because you're kind of like, listen, it's not that deep. It, it is what it is. Like if I want to shoot my shot, if I want to say something, I'm going to say something. If it works out great, if it doesn't, like I will move on. I will live. I'll be good. So it's kind of that like really optimistic, YOLO, positive, adventurous, spontaneous vibe. Because Venus is also like style, aesthetic, things like that, you might also find yourself wanting to take chances or be adventurous with your style, your aesthetic. So it could mean a new haircut, new hair color. Maybe for you, you're like, I just want to redo my entire bedroom. Like, you know, out with the old and with the new. We ain't, we ain't doing no more minimal stuff no more. We doing some color up in here. It's so hilarious because I think I told y'all I'm doing a complete brand uh like what is it called brand overhaul like I'm rebranding essentially and I'm working with a designer today I actually got the um the deck that showcases like my new logo color palette all the stuff and I have to give feedback on that but it's like such a deviation from what aesthetic I was kind of doing before like my website right now was like black and white and even on Instagram like I don't really have any sort of aesthetic on Instagram I won't even lie to you like I'm I'm one of the I just be posting whatever girl I don't even I haven't posted there in a minute either but it's like even going into this season I'm like YOLO with the colors and whatever like let's bring in some some vibrance let's bring in some like actual different aesthetics to play with and that's kind of also this vibe around this time you might also find yourself drawn to exotic people 
people, different places. You might want to push past traditional boundaries, explore. And because Sagittarius likes to keep things fun and light and tries not to take things seriously at this time, you also kind of want to embrace that energy. So if you're dating, keep it light and airy, go with the flow. Again, your flow. Okay. You don't have to go with their flow. Go with your flow. So whatever you feel comfortable doing, whatever you feel called to do, whatever you feel called to explore, go with that. Let that ego go. Don't judge yourself for it. Don't be like, Oh my God, I gotta no, Like just do kind of what you want at this moment. So Sagittarius also likes a little bit of risk. And since we're entering holiday season, you might also notice yourself spending more money and being really carefree with your money, which is cool, right? Like we don't want to get caught up in just like only saving and only being super strict with our money because I think as much as saving can be good and investing can be good, you want to have a balance. Like you want to be able to treat yourself and treat others around you, but you also want to be, you know, responsible with your money. So just make sure that you're keeping an eye on that balance and finding a good balance. So not necessarily leaning into overspending, but also not being too like risk averse with your money. But like I said, because Venus is in Sagittarius, you might feel compelled to lean into the overspending. Like, oh, it's a sale over here. Oh, this and that. Like, yeah, you know, spend, but keep an eye on the budget. Okay. Don't, don't do the most. Do just enough. Okay. On November 17th, we have Mercury going into Sagittarius and because Mercury is all about words and kind of like our spoken word, communication, things like that. Mercury going into Sagittarius can mean that we are speaking without thinking, okay? We're kind of saying things out loud and maybe not necessarily thinking about them before we say them. So it's almost giving that vibe of like, y'all know when you have like a heated conversation and you just say whatever. And then after you reflect and you're like, oh, okay, I shouldn't have said that or you have to apologize. It's kind of that vibe. So you're confident with your words. Like you might feel more, you know, compelled to say things that you may not, you know, have wanted to say that before, or you may not have been confident enough to say before. Again, going back to also the Venus going, or not the Venus, but also going back to Venus going into Sagittarius. Because of this, you, with Mercury and Sagittarius as well, you might feel more confident with your words towards people that you are attracted to or that you like, that kind of thing. But just keep an eye on your words and make sure that like you are not being too, too impulsive with it. Think a little bit before you say what you say, especially if what you say or what you're going to say holds a bit of weight to it, right? So this is a good time to speak up, also speaking big things into existence. But like I said, remember that your words do have power. So if you're going to say something, especially something that, like I said, holds a lot of weight, has a lot of power to it, make sure that you're reflecting on it a little bit before being like too, you know, not hot handed, but like hot mouthed, <laughs> if that's a thing. You know, not like, think a little bit before you speak, okay? Then on November 22nd, the sun enters Sagittarius. So much Sag, okay? We love Sag season. But Sagittarius, like I said earlier, maybe I didn't say it earlier, I don't know, I'm saying it now, is known for being open-minded, adventurous, bold. So these are the themes that come in during Sagittarius season. You're encouraged to think big, especially as you start planning your 2023 goals and we enter into that last bit of 2022. You may also be thinking of more travel or how to infuse more adventure into your life or just 
just simply how to make the most of life and literally live, you know, like it's your last day. So whatever that means for you, really allow yourself to think big when it comes to that expansion and ask yourself if you were to create something or create a life that you love and you had no limits on that, what would that look like? And on November 22nd, we have a new moon in Sagittarius. So again, similar energy, new beginnings. We know new moons are new beginnings. So great time for manifestation, great time for setting down your goals, great time for thinking about what you intend to do in the next year, what you want to call in. And again, with Sagittarius being so bright and fun and full of adventure, being outspoken, being optimistic, that's kind of the energy that you want to call in for these new moon manifestations. So thinking bigger, asking yourself like, what is that future we visualize for ourselves? There's this essence of hope and positivity, just like optimistic energy around this new moon. Um, and I love it too, because we're entering into the holidays, which tends to bring like a lot of that happiness, that joy, connection with family, you know, again, heading into the new year, thinking about like all the things you want to do in that new year, kicking off new projects, that type of vibe. So I have a couple of journal prompts that would be good for you to infuse into your routine around this time, especially if you do like to journal on the new moon. So the first journal prompt is, what would I want to manifest if I don't limit myself to what my ego says is possible? So again, really channeling that energy of Sagittarius that's like, listen, I can do it all if I want to. I can have whatever I want. I can just do the most and really allowing yourself to really think bigger than you've ever done before. The next journal prompt is how can I take big spontaneous action around my manifestations? What does that look like for you to be adventurous? What does that look like for you to be, you know, living like it's your last day? What does it look like for you to actually tap into that vibrant energy and not just say you're about it, but actually be about it? And the last journal prompt is what does it look like for me to be optimistic about my life and the things that I'm calling in? And how can I be more in that positive energy? So what does this look like for you on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis for you to actually tap into that energy and make sure that you're really recognizing your power and recognizing the power of staying positive on your journey, especially when it comes to manifestation. So the last thing I have on my list for this November is on the 23rd, Jupiter is going direct in Pisces. We talked about Jupiter and Pisces, I think previously, either on Instagram, I think I did a post about it or on the podcast but Jupiter going direct in Pisces is a great time for deepening your spirituality. So you might feel called to do things like meditate, sit with your thoughts, reflect on your growth. Again, a beautiful time to do this because it's the end of the year. And I always like to just like reflect, how did my year go? You know, how did I think it was going to go? How did it go? And then how does that actually impact what it is I'm calling in for the next year and the energy that I'm approaching the new year with? And as it's the end of the year, I think it's a really good time to reflect, especially as we're heading into 2023 and making sure that we're setting ourselves up for the most successful next year that we possibly can have. With Jupiter and Pisces, we're also much more aware of our intuition. We're all intuitive, right? But it's really about tapping into that intuition, becoming aware of your own powers. Our powers kind of have, you know, like we can't actually use our powers if we don't recognize that we have powers, if that makes sense. But we all do. And we're all intuitive. We all have this power to really know things before they even happen or know things just kind of like without having any sort of tangible proof. And around this time, you might notice that you're like picking up on things a bit more. You're kind of like, hmm, the vibes is off here and this is happening. And you might realize just how intuitive you are and how powerful your intuition is. We also might notice that around this time, we're feeling 
feeling our emotions deeply, we're feeling the emotions of other people deeply, or we're just feeling really connected to other people. Again, really good time for family, just family connection, that kind of thing. And this, again, is a really optimistic time, Jupiter and Pisces. Pisces is just dreamy. Um, you know, it has to do with like your visions, your dreams, your goals, all the stuff. Jupiter, the sign of luck or represents luck or represents good fortune, things like that. And coupled with this energy of Sagittarius, it really is giving like, what would you do if you had no limits? Like remove the shackles from yourself. Like take off the expectations, take off, take away the rules, take away the, you know, the, the linear thinking of this happened this way. So it has to happen this way next. And then it happens this way and let yourself actually like dream big. Let yourself see what it could be. If you just allowed it to be everything that it could be. I don't even know <laughs> if that made sense, but you know what I'm, what I'm saying is just dream big. Okay. I'm saying it, the vibes are giving for that very dreamy Pisces energy and tapping into that is like the best thing that you could do around this time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're going to head into the card pulls, my love. So for this portion of the episode, I want you to pick a pile between one, two, and three. Uh, you can either use your intuition. You can use a random number picker, random number generator, whatever you want. And I'll have the timestamps for each pile down below, or feel free to listen to all three piles if you would prefer doing that. But let's go ahead and dive into pile number one. So pile number one, you have three cards. You have magician and the mirror a year from now and healing family issues. So with this specific group of cards, I'm getting this vibe that like everything that we just talked about, right? The positivity, Jupiter being in Pisces, Sun in Sagittarius, just kind of this like beautiful, adventurous, optimistic, magical energy. Like that's your vibe right now. Okay. You are being shown that you are the magician of your life. You're able to create the things that you want and you're able to actually do so in a very like, in just this way where people like other people will see your life or see the way that you create something the way that you manifest and they'll be in awe they're like looking at you like damn you said that and you really did that and more like you really actually created the life that you want the life that you love just from speaking it into existence and doing and following up with specific actions 
This is the time where you're being called to claim your power, embrace your power. Like I said, power is kind of nothing if you don't recognize that you actually have it and if you don't recognize how powerful you are. And if you haven't just sat with that recently at all, I'm here to remind you and I'm here to tell you that you are incredibly powerful. You're a very, very powerful magician, very, very powerful alchemist of your life. In the other cards though, a year from now, healing family issues. I'm getting the vibe that you're in the midst of creating something beautiful for your life, whether it's a specific outcome that you're thinking of, or maybe it's just kind of like an overall vibe that you want for your life. But in the midst of that, it's really important that you address family issues. So there may be something going on either with like your actual, like your blood relatives or your partner, just something kind of that has to do with your home where it's not necessarily a block for you to get to the life that you want, but on your journey of alchemizing, if that's a word, or creating the life that you want, on your journey of like bringing this life to fruition, of like manifesting this, you have to address those family issues. I think that maybe in November when we're talking about the eclipse and when we're talking about everything that's happening with this kind of turbulent energy around November 8th, there might be something that comes to a head when it comes to your family issues. So maybe something that you're dealing with, with your family that you were kind to, you know, you were kind of trying to avoid for a long time, or you're kind of trying to like downplay, it comes to a head. And it's something where it's like, you can no longer ignore this. So y'all know, like when you have a pimple and it's like, you trying to not look at her because you're like, if I don't look at it, it'll go away. And it's like, nah, that thing about to pop, girl, you better deal with that. So it's giving that vibe of like, you need to deal with this family issue and you may notice that it comes to a head in November and that you can no longer avoid it. You have to deal with it. But I want you to know that in dealing with this family issue, you're bringing yourself closer to your dream life. Like you might think, oh my God, that, you know, this is a setback or like, this is so annoying and frustrating to have to deal with this. I'm sure it is, but also know that this is critical. This is karmic. This is faded that you have to deal with this thing before you actually can get to the outcome that you want. So don't try to avoid it. Don't try to sidestep it. Deal with it head on and allow yourself to really like, ooh, 444, I just see the, oh my God, I love that. Okay, 444 confirmed for you. Um, but yeah, this is something you need to like, really deal with in order to continue on with your your manifestation, like building this life that you love. Also a year from now is significant. So a year from now, I'm feeling more that you're gonna start to see true tangible proof of this manifestation a year from now. So either whatever it is that you're calling in, if you're thinking about something specific as we're talking about this reading, you're going to have your answer. You're going to have that thing a year from now. So maybe like, you know, you're calling in something, you're dealing with the family issues now. A year from now, you actually see results. You actually see like a tangible outcome for whatever it is that you want. And whether it's like the end goal that you want or whether it is that it's um, maybe something like powerful that happens that shows you that you're on the right path, you are going to have that tangible proof a year from now. So end of 2023, um, as we're heading into 2024, look forward to that. It's gonna be a good time for you. But overall, like really positive cards like I said, the, the family issues, the family thing, it's not a bad thing at all. It's just more so something that's faded, something that you can no longer avoid and that you're going to have to deal with in order to actually um, manifest that dream life that you want. Hello, pile number two, and welcome to your mini reading. So the three cards that you have are listen to your intuition. You have third chakra, Archangel Shamuel, Shamuel, girl, listen, okay? <laughs> I, I'm unsure. So one of the two pronunciations that I just said, and also the card that says true love. 
So with these cards, you're being called to listen to your intuition and specifically when it comes to your energy, because the third chakra obviously represents our energy center, our solar plexus. So kind of the energy that you have towards taking action in your life and making decisions and feeling empowered to do so. So around this time, I feel like you might be struggling with that a little bit. Like you might have specific things that you want to do or specific actions that you want to take, but you almost feel as if you're unsure. Like you don't want to make the wrong decision. You're like, okay, should I go right? Should I go left? And because you're unsure, you kind of just stay in the middle and you don't really do anything. And you're not allowing yourself to listen to your intuition. You're hearing a lot of ego. You're hearing a lot of the fear. You're like, okay, if I go right and you know, this goes wrong, then everything is ruined. If I go this way and this goes wrong that everything is ruined and so for you you're not feeling empowered to make a specific decision because you're so afraid of what happens if you make the wrong decision but I want to remind you that you know what the right decision is for you and you know what the right decision is for this path that you want to take and for the life that you're living do not rely on the outside sources on other people to tell you what to do because you know your truth better than anyone else in this entire universe and you need to be empowered to actually make decisions that feel aligned with your life. So once you actually start to tap into listening to your intuition, I think you're going to feel a lot more empowered. You're going to feel less helpless. You're going to feel as if you have more of that energy because you're going to be taking, um, you're going to be making aligned decisions. You know what I mean? Like y'all know when you actually make a decision to do something and it feels super aligned to how you feel really energized and you feel really happy and you feel really excited. So the more that you tap into that, the more that you'll notice you're going to get energy in your day-to-day life because you're tapping into again listening to your intuition and doing things that feel super aligned with you I will say this the intuition like learning to listen to your intuition I think it's a process that kind of happens over time I know that the way that I learned was kind of the hard way of like when I didn't listen to my intuition I would notice that things would go really really bad that I would feel awful that it would just kind of like blow up in my face type of thing and I would have to learn the lessons of hard way and so I learned over time to listen to my intuition um, or rather I learned to stop ignoring my intuition I'll say that I learned to stop ignoring my intuition and from there even when the decisions kind of like came to me or the you know I was led to do a specific thing and it felt like oh my gosh is this right is this this is so different than what I've been taught and this is so different than what everyone else is doing and whatever when I actually listened to that and followed my own path I noticed that I was able to feel a lot more energized, a lot more aligned and a lot more in sync with my life. You also have this true love card here. So for some people, this might have to do with like love specifically. So you might feel called to explore a specific relationship. And maybe for you, it's a relationship that you're terrified to explore. Maybe it's something where the person that is offering you love or the person that's offering you this relationship is so different than someone you've ever dated or someone that you've ever been in a relationship before. And even if, you know, the relationship with them feels stable and it feels safe and it feels secure, if you haven't been used to something like that, if you're used to toxicity, if you're used to these men playing games, these girls playing games with your heart out here, then you might actually look at something that's stable, look 
it's something that's safe and you might feel a desire to run away or you might feel a desire to retreat, to pull back. But if you're intuitively, you know, being led to explore that relationship, even if it is different than what you've been used to, listen to that, allow yourself to go there, even if it feels scary, even if it feels like you're diving into the unknown, because that's a lot of what intuition leads us to do is to get outside of our comfort zone, to try something new and to forge an entire new path with something that we haven't explored yet before. Hello, pile number three, and welcome to your reading. So the three cards you have are anxiety, success, and flirt. So a couple different things are coming up here for me. So I think that some of y'all are feeling really anxious around whether or not this thing is going to pan out for you. Now, when I say this thing, that's very vague because uh, I only got three cards here now, but it could be life in general. It could be a specific um, decision that you made recently and you're feeling anxious like you did it. You were like, I listened to my intuition. I took the leap. I did this thing. And now you're like, oh my God, like, did I do the right thing? I'm panicked. Like, Lord help me. I'm very, very panicked right now. And I want y'all to know that it's going to be okay. It's going to be successful. It is going to work out. You did make the right decision. So if you're sitting there and you're feeling very panicky, very anxious, very unsure of if what you did, if what you were called to do was the right thing, know that you made the right decision. If it meant cutting someone off, letting something go, bringing something in, starting something new, you know, taking a big leap when it comes to your career or your money or your relationships or just yourself, right? Just something that you want to do for yourself whatever it was that you did it is a success like you did make the right decision it will be okay and I want to just kind of ease your anxiety a little bit because I know you're you're going through it right now you're going through it and you might be outwardly appearing like to other people like other people might look at you and be like you're good like they might not see the inward anxiety that you're dealing with they might not recognize sort of that inner battle that you're going through because you're hiding it so well um maybe the true folks around you who know you know you like that might know that you're going through something and they might be giving you that space to process. But again, I want to ease your anxiety and let you know that you did make the right decision. So this flirt card that we have here, like I'm getting a couple different things. One, it's giving me the vibes of what I talked about earlier in the episode at the very, very beginning with like my dating realization. It's also giving me that Venus and Sagittarius vibe. Um, also kind of like a bit of Venus and Gemini, even though Venus is not going into Gemini, but it's giving that vibe as well of like flirty behavior getting out there um talking networking kind of flitting around that type of thing and this does not only have to be with love but I think that as we head into the month of November I want y'all to be a little bit more light and airy when it comes to who you're talking to what you're doing the actions you're taking what you're pursuing like really try to ease your anxiety by allowing yourself to let go as much as possible. So what does that look like in your day-to-day -day life? If you're typically someone that overthinks specific decisions or overthinks specific encounters, how can you really allow yourself to sit back more into that, um, that like confident energy of like, if things are going to work out, they're going to work out, but like, baby, I'm going to just do what I do regardless. Okay. That's the vibe I want y'all to sit in because I think that you sitting in that like flirtatious energy vibe, you know, playful, witty, banter you know you talking to who you talking to you know romantic or not like you just having fun I think that specific vibe is going to help to ease your anxiety even more and it's going to lead you to more successful connections more successful experiences more of the things that you want to experience in this life so 
really flirt with life in this month and, and onward as well. But allow yourself to push yourself outside of your comfort zone this month and flirt with life, whatever that means for you. Um, you can do that in every single interaction that you have. You can do that in every single thing. Just think of that energy, flirty, banter, witty, playful, and how can you embody that moving forward for the rest of the month of November and obviously beyond that as well. So my loves, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hopefully like my little congested voice was not too annoying to listen to, but I really hope y'all enjoyed this one. Thank you so, so much for being here and thank y'all for enjoying these energy reports. I brought them back and I wasn't sure if like they were going to be a vibe, but I've gotten some DMs from y'all who, you know, you really love them. You look forward to them. They're helpful and the pick a card readings are also helpful for you too. So I'm super happy to hear that. I want to thank y'all for being here. Make sure to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed any other episode of manifest daily and of course my loves i will chat with you next week in uh the guest episode we actually have another like astrology based one we're chatting with alice bell um and we're chatting all about saturn returns to prepare y'all for saturn return because saturn is going into pisces in march of 2023 and many of y'all who listen to this podcast should have saturn in pisces so we're talking all about how to prepare for that what the energy is and if you have saturn in any other placement like how to prepare for a saturn return in general so i will chat with y'all next week have a beautiful rest of your day an amazing week ahead an amazing weekend and uh yeah my loves have a beautiful day okay bye Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.